Hello fellow adventurers and welcome back to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I am an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a cooperative fantasy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designer. The topic for today's episode is a bit unusual, um, because the time between the years is um, usually a bit more quiet than usual, and I used that time to review my last year. Um, and I did that for both my roles as a game designer and as a podcaster. And I would like to use the show today to share with you some insights um, of the last year, the highlights and also the pitfalls, um, and derive some goals for 2020 from them. If you also uh, want to set your goals for 2020, I recommend you listen to episode 8 of the Nerd Lab about goal setting. In this episode, I described my process of um, setting goals. One part of this process of um, setting and achieving goals is also sometimes taking the time to review what you have achieved and maybe what kind of goals you have missed and why. And um, that is what I did this week. And um, as I said, I distinguished between my um, different roles that I have. Uh, one role, for example, is my, um, my role as a father and um, another one is my role as a husband. But um, the ones I want to talk about today um, are my roles as game designer and podcaster. And I'm going to start with my role as a podcaster. In the last year, I've recorded uh, 40 episodes. And I'm proud of that, of course. Uh, but it is not exactly what I wanted to achieve. Um, more on that later. But from these 40 episodes, I learned a lot. Um, the deep dive episodes about certain mechanics, um, for example, helped me to really learn more about these topics. And also the, the interviews really helped me to, to broaden my horizon considerably. It was a great honor for me to talk to so many uh, incredible game designers that had so many successes with their games um, And it was a pleasure to, to really pick their brains and learn how they um, really approach game design. And I'm, I ho really hope that it was also very helpful for you as listeners. Some of the episodes that I really enjoyed were um, my deep dive episodes. Um, for example, episode 40 about keywords in strategy card games. Um, that was extremely rewarding for myself and it helped me a lot in my own game design endeavors and, and i'm pretty sure i will create more content around keywords in the future also the episodes 28 29 and 30 um, about drafting games uh, were also extremely fun and uh, because i really explored new drafting games on the way and i really dived deep into this topic um of drafting that was also eye-opening for me to see so many similarities between those games and um, also the kind of special rules that each game tried to add on top of those com common set of rules 
Um, a highlight was, of course, also episode 22. Um, in this episode, I asked incredibly successful game designers like Richard Garfield, Jamie Stegmaier, or Rainer Knizia um, what the most important thing is they wanted to know when they started their journey as a game designer. And um, their answers were incredible. And um, yeah, as mentioned, it was an unbelievable honor for me to talk to those um, to those people and um, yeah I convinced some of them to record a full episode with me and I'm pretty sure that I will record some more episodes with uh, designers from from this list in the future as well. One reason why I want to do that is because those episodes were incredibly successful um, with regards to downloads because of course there's a large fan base for games like Gloomhaven, Spirit Island, Everdell or Eon's End. Um, so the interviews with Isaac Childress, Eric Royce, James Wilson or Kevin Riley um, have been a blast for me and um, also for the listeners. I got a lot of great feedback for those episodes. So this is something that I will um, continue with in the future, of course. Um, I have made contact with incredible people and I feel more and more like a part of the community already. Um, and by that, I don't only mean the successful and well-known designer that I interview for the podcast, um, but especially you, listeners. I'm happy to answer every email or message via social media channels. Um, and it was just awesome to receive so much feedback from you guys um, and to see how much we have in common. Uh, we are so many like-minded people and I really want to do everything in my power to create a community in which we all learn from each other. And that's why I've also set up a, a Discord server this year to connect us even better. To be honest, I'm not yet so impressed with the medium Discord for that purpose, um, especially because you can't really structure topics um, and discussions um, how you could do it in a forum, for example. Um, so maybe I will set up a forum soon to replace the Discord. But I'm still convinced that we can benefit infinitely if we support each other. On the one hand, by solving tricky design challenges. On the other hand, by just sharing our Kickstarter campaigns um, with our uh, social media or even share our social media posts um, and uh, maybe building a a common mailing list because our target group is pretty similar from what I have seen um, so far. The podcast also helped me to, to build a mastermind group. We meet weekly in Discord and talk for at least an hour about our goals, our successes and our failures. Um, the great thing is that we now really know what the others are working on and we really take the time to dive deep into topics. The advice from the group is extremely valuable for me um, and it is completely different from the kind of advice that you get from, let's say, um, a Facebook group with uh, hundreds, thousands of participants because the people just don't take the time to, to read your entire rules, for example. Um, but in our mastermind group, that is, um, is absolutely common. And we also um, plan for this year to um, playtest our games Uh, digitally on Tabletop Simulator or Roll20 um, or whatever suits um, our, our needs best in that case. Um, if you want to, to join our Discord server, um, you can find it by searching for NerdLab or just follow the links in the show notes. 
if you're interested in creating um, a mastermind group there, we will help you to set it up and um, to um, to start a group with uh, with like-minded people as well. But the podcast was not all success. Overall, I definitely missed consistency a little bit. I did not publish an episode every week as I planned. Um, and in the summer, there was even a bigger gap of several weeks um, without a single NerdLab episode. This also had a significant effect on uh, the number of listeners and downloads. Um, that's also why I, in between, often questioned myself if it, was, if it was worth continuing the podcast. I mean, the time investment is extreme. For one of my deep dive shows, for example, I easily put 20 hours of preparation time into it. Um, that is time that I do not have, of course, for my game design um, endeavors. And in addition, the podcast costs me money um, instead of making any money. Um, I mean, I um, had to buy all the initial equipment um, and I have to pay for the monthly um, hosting fees and uh, sometimes for the, for the advertising that I make for the shows. And so far, no monetization is, is in sight. But whenever I thought about quitting uh, the podcast, I remember that great feedback that I got from you. And it also gave me back um, so much this year or the last year that I really want to continue the podcast and I want to continue to build this great relationships with all of you. For the podcast, my goals for 2020 really are to publish one show per week so i want to want to publish a show every monday in 2020 and um yeah if if you uh, open your podcast uh, app and don't see an episode from the nerd lab uh, on monday reach out to me um keep me accountable and um put some pressure on me so that i will put up that that episode and of course i also want to increase the number of listeners and um in order to do so, I want to be a little bit more active in the um, in all of the the groups out there, the communities out there on Reddit, on BoardGameGeek, on Facebook, and um, yeah, if you want to to help me to increase the number of downloads and listeners, you can easily give back by um, writing a review on iTunes, for example, or um, yeah, just by recommending the show to to someone you know that might be um, interested in the in the topics that um, that I present. When it comes to game design, I have worked mainly on two different projects last year. The first one is my adventure fantasy card game on which I spent the first nine months last year. A lot of time and effort was put into the game to, to get it where, um, where it is at the moment. I created several character decks, um, a combat system, an enemy AI system, and a tool that allows me uh, for creating diversified quests and telling a narrative that is very well connected with the other game mechanics. I playtested the game several times and um, made my adjustments and iterations based on the feedback I got from the playtesters. I really, really like the enemy AI of the, um, the game and the storytelling aspect. But I think it could be improved when it comes to um, the character decks and the overall flow of the game. Um, the main challenges I, I have with the game are um, variance, tension, duration and character progression. Um, what I mean by that is that the game 
could become a bit more consistent. Um, luck plays a bit too much of a of a role at the moment, um, especially when it comes to the initiative order that has a big influence on how combat turned out um, and um, increased the variance a little bit too much for my for my feeling. And um, there were also some situations during the quest that um, where there was not enough uh, tension um, in the game. Some sometimes the players. Um, didn't see a reason to progress the quest independently um, and so they used the time to fully heal their characters instead of pushing the quest forward for example so I need some kind of mechanic that um, yeah that pushes the game forward independently of what the players do the gameplay itself could be a bit simpler and faster um, but um, we already had a lot of fun while playing through the campaign. And um, yeah, that is where the game is at the moment. Um, ah, one more thing that um, I think that could be improved is the character progression. Um, that is still a little bit work in progress for me uh, because I find it very difficult to find the sweet spot um, of progressing or building a deck through a campaign. So how many cards do you adjust after each quest? If you look at deck builders, uh, for example, they um, change the deck really rapidly um, during a game. And if you look at, uh, um, at other adventure card games, for example, they only add one, maybe two cards after a quest. So the, the truth for my game is probably in, in the middle, but I still need to find that, um, that sweet spot. Yeah, that may sound like a lot of defects in my game, but uh, most of them really are like uh, little little defects that can be solved by um, by tweaking and do not need to um, to be completely changed. I would say. Altogether, I'm very convinced that this game is at a very good spot uh, to be developed further. I really like the game, and I will I will um, work on it um, definitely in the future. The only reason why I'm currently not working on it is that I had a different idea for another game last fall. And as you know, new is always better and more exciting. Um, so <laughs> while the adventure card game really is a long-term project for me, the scope of the new idea was uh, much smaller. Um, the idea is to create a drafting game based around the concept of um, the auto chess genre, which was a very hyped um, online game topic in uh, 2019. And because this topic was uh, hot in 2019, I thought it would be very important to um, make progress with this game rather soon because, um, yeah, um, market attention is uh, there at the moment and there might be other people working on similar games. So the goal really is to, um, to get this game up to um, to Kickstarter as soon as possible. Um, my goal was to um, to really to create a gaming experience that feels like um, a Magic the Gathering draft, but is played more like a game of auto chess in which you do not control the actions of uh, the heroes directly. The combat is done um, automatically, and who wins is determined by how synergetic uh, your team combination is and how you chose to position your heroes. The focus is really on the drafting part um, and finding the synergies um, between the heroes. 
Um, over several drafting rounds, your team will um, evolve and become stronger and stronger. The fun in this game uh, comes from four different areas. Um, the first one is team composition. You should get some kind of feeling of achievement when you find um, the missing pieces uh, for your team composition in a draft. You should also feel some kind of clever when you identify open strategies during the draft. And you should have the, the feeling of discovery when uh, new team compositions um, are found. And um, there should also be a risk-reward feeling by, um, by going for the less reliable card combos um, during the draft. The second area where the fun should come from is from positioning and um, deploying the characters. You should get some kind of feeling clever when your positioning is working and is effective and maybe even better than the positioning of your of your opponent and um, yeah i'm working on some aspects uh, that allow you to change the static uh, combat situations uh, with a little bit more player control so some kind of um, spells or combat modifications the Third area of fun is tactic. You should feel clever when your strategy um, works and um, also when you are able to anticipate your opponent's actions and respond accordingly. That can be done by um, hate-picking um, some heroes from them during the draft or by picking certain characters that are especially good against uh, their team composition or also by... Um, your overall strategy, how to improve your economy and um, for which quests you want to go to improve your um, the victory points that you get at the end of the game. And um, the last aspect is that there also should be some kind of feeling of achievement when you master the learning curve of the game because as uh, most drafting games, you will, you will get better um, the more you know about the game. That means if you use the time between two sessions um, to, to learn what kind of characters are in the game and what kind of combinations um, are possible, you should also be, um, be able to improve your, um, your skill set. During the last uh, three months, I've created uh, five different print runs for, for this game. But I only did a couple of playtests so far with, um, with other people. And um, that's, uh, that's um, the main reason why my, my, my goal for, for the next month really is to playtest this game more often. And um, in order to do that, I will also create a tabletop simulator variant of, um, of the game and try to playtest it with, um, yeah, with my mastermind group and with um, some friends that um, yeah, do not live uh, around the corner. In addition to that, I of course have to work on the rules. They are not um, completely finished yet. And um, yeah, I will do some tweaking here and there for for characters, keywords, um, yeah, and mechanics, of course. And that is pretty much um, what I have done uh, the last year. I feel like I have uh, developed quite a bit as a game designer. Um, I have learned so many new things during the last year, um, from preparing for the podcast and from working on, on those two games, and especially from talking to so many, many great people um, from the industry and um, I hope I was able to um, yeah to take you with me on this exciting journey 
because um, my goal is always to um, to learn, to grow, and um, yeah, to to share what I what I learn on this journey with you, so that we um, can grow together. Ah, but before I before I close the show, there's one more thing that I wanted to mention. One aspect that um, I realized in the last year is that I spend too much time working on the game design topics um, alone. And if you work alone, you often get stuck and um, you really need someone else to, um, to share opinions with and to help you out when you, when you are stuck. And that's why, um, why I want to cooperate with other people more and more in this year. So if you have any idea uh, for cooperation, please contact me. I'm very open for that. I'm looking for um, people to to work with with regards to the to the podcast um, or other uh, game design related topics um, especially building resources for other game designers like um, yeah I don't know websites uh, books um, or whatever comes to your mind or if you want to be a guest on the on the podcast please reach out or if you want to just to just to talk about about your game um, or if you have an idea for a for a co-design um, if you're interested in the games that I produce, please reach out. Um, I'm really open for any kind of um, cooperation at the moment. The easiest way to reach out is to write an email at uh, marvin at nerdlikeaboss.com or visit my website at nerdlikeaboss.com or um, yeah, join our Discord. You can find the link in the show notes or um, yeah. Find me on social media um, by searching for uh, Nerd Like a Boss. So, and um, yeah, that is really pretty much what I wanted to, to talk about this week. Next week we, are, we will um, yeah, come back to a regular episode. And um, until then, keep shooting for the moon and Nerd Like a Boss.